Well, good morning. Welcome to Stapleton Fellowship Church. Merry Christmas. My name is Jimmy Smith, one of the pastors here, and it's my privilege to get to share God's Word with you today. And uh, hey, if it's your first time today, really glad that you're here. Uh, we sent out a mailer recently. Maybe some of you found out about us through our mailer, but we're just glad that you're here today. We're in uh, our second week of our Christmas series, and we're studying on uh, Isaiah 9-6, talking about some of the names uh, that are prophesied of Jesus when he was born. And uh, today we're covering Mighty God. Also a special Sunday because we're doing our commissioning for Miss Beth Ann Erickson, who is on her way to Estonia very, very, very soon. So we're going to blend these topics together, and hopefully it'll make sense today. But we're talking about uh, the Mighty God out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. So would you open, if you've got your Bible, you can open up to Isaiah 9, 6. We'll be in a few other places today as well. It should also be on the screen. But the verse says in Isaiah, for a child, looking forward. Isaiah was many, many, many years before Jesus. But looking forward, Isaiah says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And so last week, Ryan covered for us this idea of our wonderful Savior. Today, we're looking at Mighty God. I know that jumps over Counselor, but we'll get to it soon. But today, Mighty God. And so Jesus is, if you're looking at your notes, Jesus is the Mighty God. Today, we're talking about the Mighty and Missional God, and I think these tie in together quite well. But he has always been a mighty God. And some of you, you may not realize this, I think that we probably do, but Jesus is eternal, just as his Father is eternal. Jesus has existed since time past. And he was there at creation, the Bible tells us in John 1, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And that he created all things that were created. Jesus has always been the mighty God. Some of us serve a weak God. Now, Jimmy, don't say that. Some of us, by our actions, by our thoughts, by our uh, lifestyles, we serve a, a weak God. And sometimes we allow fear to consume us. We allow problems to consume us. We allow the world to consume us. We allow consumerism to consume us. And in many ways, the, the, how we walk out our Christianity, how we walk out our faith, makes it look like we serve a weak God that doesn't have a lot of power, that doesn't have a lot of strength for our lives today. Some of us, I mean, this is the big one here, we get consumed by the troubles and the worry, right? I think David tells us that no one can add a, an hour to their life by worrying. There's nothing you can do in that. But if, if your life is consumed by worry, if your life is consumed by the, the struggle, not that we don't have those things, but if it's all about the worry, you're serving a, a God that's weak because God is mighty in your life. Jesus is mighty in your life. And he shows us that even from the beginning, in the beginning God, when he created the heavens and the earth, Jesus was there. And I'm telling you, it, you know, we, we do talk about this, and it might even sound a little bit cliche, but we serve the God that created the universe. Yeah. Does he know that your bills might be coming up late? 
Does he know that there's some pain in your life? I'm telling you, if you serve the God who created this world, the mighty God, there's rest in that. That's one of the things that makes him wonderful, right? And so in time past, we see the mighty God. In the present, we see that God is mighty in our lives. If we went around the room today and had old-fashioned testimonies with the hanky out, and wait, you know, you could testify of God's goodness and his strength in your life. There are times that we can look back on and set some, set some memorials in our life to remember how great God was in our lives, things that he did for us and through us and to us. A few weeks back, um, I was able to share with you uh, in the sermon, we talked about a little girl named Kenzie Capaldo, um, a friend of mine from college, um, had served in Siberia for many years as a missionary, then worked in Alaska, and now he's up in Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota. And he serves as the district executive minister for, for one of our uh, district uh, of Converge up in the, the northern part of the U.S. And uh, his daughter, within about three days, about this was about two months ago now almost, within about three days went from being sick to needing to be resuscitated on the, on the surgical table. Uh, she had contracted some sort of virus, bacterial infection, you know, some superbug that typical antibiotics were not able to treat. And so this 12-year-old girl who had a uh, 11-year-old brother and a 13-year-old brother and this family who loves Jesus all of a sudden went from seeing their extremely healthy, vibrant little girl now to doing the, the thing that you, you, this is the last resort, the ECMO machine, where you, you, you circulate the blood and the oxygen outside of the body to give the body time to heal. I mean, this was the last resort thing. And in this surgery, uh, revived her three times. And Jim has been writing, her dad has been writing kind of these little devotionals about how God has been walking through him, walking with him through all of this. And he shared something pretty amazing that we read that, that day. And I just want to give you a little update that <clears throat> Kenzie is doing very, very well. And, uh, yeah, we serve a mighty God. And uh, I'll read you this. Just this little snippet that uh, Jim had written or carry on the 24th of November. Um, Update, 11.20 a.m., the victory of God. And the rains fell for 40 days and 40 nights. But then, on the 41st day, God mercifully stopped the rains of heaven and springs of the deep and began drying the earth with a welcome and water-rescinding wind. Today, on this 41st day and water-subsiding day of Kinsey's sickness, We can certainly feel the dry and westward winds of heaven blow us as we return to Sioux Falls. They had had to go to Minneapolis for treatment. Now, as I reflect upon our family's flood, look at Kenzie's empty hospital room, consider the ceaseless prayers of the saints and review God's applied resurrection power, I am simply undone in my attempt to inwardly absorb this overwhelming victory of God. And so, as I've been following some of the reports, I knew some of you would want to know, but she's back in Sioux Falls uh, getting the treatments that she needs for uh, rehabilitation, getting her off the trach. She's breathing almost 100% on her own now. So just a massive turnaround from the last time we kind of talked about this about a month ago. And I say that to report and to say that we, we serve a mighty God who has the power to heal. He has the power to save. He has the power to calm your worry. You serve a mighty God. This baby that came, And isn't that just an ironic picture, this baby? 
is the Almighty. The mighty God. In the future, we know that Jesus will mightily redeem us and rescue us and win the victory over evil and sin and suffering. If you don't realize that we live in a crazy, evil world, man, just open up a newspaper, turn on your TV. This world is broken. It's broken. This isn't heaven. This isn't perfection. This isn't utopia. It is where we are and the life that we have to live, but this is not the end of it. And Jesus has victory over all that someday. Jesus will be the mighty God. There will be no resistance someday to worshiping the King of Kings. There will be no one that will be able to stand before him without bowing the knee to Jesus as he comes to rid this world of sin and death and suffering. We serve a mighty God. And this Jesus that came, this little baby that came to be the wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, everlasting, he was sent by his father. He was sent by his father. You might even say that Jesus was a missionary in some respects, that he was sent. And he was sent with a purpose. And and who sent him? God the Father sent him, right? For God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he sent. He sent. He gave his son. And he had a purpose. And he left it all to give it all. He left it all to give it all. And you look at at the the distinctions between heaven and earth. (laughs) Jesus might have undertaken the greatest cross-cultural experiment ever. Bethan's going to Estonia. It's a wonderful place. It's not the African bush, right? It's, it's very much an industrial society and, you know, lots of great benefits that we might find here in the U.S. as far as technology and those kind of things. But she's going on a cross-cultural mission. She's stepping out of the U.S., stepping into another culture, and have to learn a lot of new things. New language, really difficult language. Lots of transitions you're going to see in Beth Ann's life and that she's going to experience, and there are going to be great joys in all of that. There's going to be some difficulties in all of that, be some sacrifices in all that. But when you look at what Jesus did when he was sent, and he was sent out of heaven and sent to earth, you're talking about the place that Jesus was worshipped absolutely. He had everything that he would want. He had all the worship that he deserved. He lived in holiness. And I don't know if you can ever really wrap your mind around that, but he lived in a place where there was no sin. There was no suffering. There is no suffering. Perfect holiness with God the Father and being worshipped. And left all that to come to our pitiful little planet full of evil, sin, death. And he left all of heaven and allowed himself to be sent to us. One of the names for God is Emmanuel, which means God with us. One of my favorite names for God, that God with us. He left it all to give it all to us. And he was sent here with a mission. 
And one of the things about sending that I think is so important to understand is there's sacrifice in the sending. Sacrifice is inherent in the sending. As, de- as Jesus demonstrated, anytime someone is sent with the message of the gospel, sacrifice is really implied. The men and women from ages past who have advanced the gospel, from the apostles to today's missionaries, pastors, church planters, all give up something in the temporal to invest in the eternal. There is sacrifice in the sending. Jim Elliott, if you know the story, Jim Elliott and five other uh, men and their families worked in Ecuador uh, back in the 50s with a group called the Alca Indians, a very primal tribe, a lot of killing and things like that. And so it was a very tedious uh, work to go and, and missionary do missionary work with these, with these people. No language, you know, all those kind of things. It's very difficult. Ultimately, these five missionaries were killed by the Alka Indians uh, that they had gone to reach uh, and some of their, uh, you know, when they were trying to make uh, contact with them. And Jim Elliott wrote great diaries, great, great, um, great stories about all the, the things that they, they underwent and witnessed and, and their wives as well. And one of the quotes that Jim has is such a great quote. He says, he is no fool. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. There's sacrifice in the sending. There's difficulty in the sending. And for many through the centuries, sometimes that has required their life. That has required everything from them. And if you talk to Jim Elliott today, he'd say, hey, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Their wives eventually went back and saw this tribe come to Jesus. There's great stories about it. There's a movie about it. There's all kinds of great information about that. But the wives, whose husbands were slain, went back and not only offered their own forgiveness, but the forgiveness of Jesus as well. And so he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And so Jesus was sent by his Father, and the message, the purpose that Jesus came with was our salvation, right? John 10.10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly, that they might have it to the full. That's why Jesus came. And I think it's interesting. He says, I came that they might have life. Okay, the people that he's talking to already have life, right? They're already living, breathing people. He's saying, look, there's more to this life coming to give you spiritual life, to give you eternal life. And I want you to have it so abundantly. I want you to live full and abundant lives. And I'm telling you, outside of Jesus, it doesn't happen. And so if you're here and you're checking out this Jesus thing, let me tell you, the abundant life, the full life, what you're missing is found in Jesus. 
And Beth Ann goes with that same message. She has that same opportunity to talk with people and minister with people and love on people to show them that there's life in Jesus, to bring hope, to step out of one culture and into another and allow herself to be sent by the mighty God. And so Jesus was the mighty God. We see that Jesus is the mighty God. He was sent, and Jesus will be worshipped. Jesus will be worshipped. You know, Christmas is just the beginning of this story. It's really just the beginning. As a matter of fact, if you look, it's not on your screen, but if you look at verse um, 7, you got Isaiah 9, 6. If you look at verse 7, his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for what? For all eternity. This baby, this child that is born to us, this son that is given, his government and its peace will never end. And he will rule for all eternity. Jesus will be worshipped. Revelation 7, 9, 10. This is your memory verse for this week. Revelation 7, 9 through 10. After this, and this is John writing in, in Revelation and looking at what is to come. After this, I saw a vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. And they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. The picture that John gets, the picture that John receives, that that he puts into Scripture, is that people from every nation, language, tribe, people group, ethnos, will be represented in heaven someday. Now listen, I don't, from what I read in the Bible, there's a plan A and there's no plan B. Plan A is I am the way, the truth, the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. And that's plan A. That's why Jesus came. That's why he died. I don't know any other plan. If there's one out there that God hasn't revealed to us, I don't know what it is. And so for me, it's plan A. And for this church, it's plan A, that people need to know about Jesus. And so logically, if there are people from every tribe, nation, tongue, ethnos, language group represented in heaven, they have to hear about Jesus. Because not only are there multitudes here that are talked about, that come and worship at Jesus' feet, there are multitudes that go the other direction. Broad is the path to destruction. And when I see that there's a plan A and no plan B, and I see that Jesus wants all peoples represented in heaven, I see that the church has a job to do. And if you look at the apostles in the, in the early uh, decades after Jesus had left, the gospel spread through all of the known world in their lifetime because they got up and they got after it, and they went, and they were sent And they gave their lives in many cases to help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because otherwise, people don't get to hear. People don't get to understand who Jesus is unless people go. So Beth Ann has chosen to go. She's chosen to be sent. It's been awesome to walk with her on her journey. We've been doing mission trips for a while. It's been awesome to see God move in her life and in her heart and see God calling her into this. 
It's amazing. And I'm so glad as a church we get to be a part of that. You know, Barry's on that same path, Barry Wellborn. And to see people coming out of our church that say, I'll go. I'm in. That is powerful. That's what we're about. So the birth is only the beginning of the story. The story ends with multitudes from every nation worshiping God. You see, the end result of God's work is worship. The end result of God's work is worship. And we get to love him for all eternity because he loved us. And we thank him for his grace and his mercy. We praise him for his goodness. And our salvation makes us worshipers. Our salvation makes us worshipers. John Piper says that missions exist because worship doesn't. Missions exist because worship doesn't. And Beth Ann realizes that. She wants to go to a place where worship is way down here on the scale. And she wants to see people come to know Jesus so that they are with him for worship for all eternity. And today we place some special focus on Beth Ann. But what about you? Who's going to be a part of heaven? Who's going to be a part of that crowd because you said, I'll go. I'll allow myself to be sent. Now listen, I don't think everyone's called to go out of here and find another country to serve in. But I guarantee you that, that Jesus' call for us to be sent doesn't require us to leave the country. It requires us to be the people he's called us to be. That you have something so great, you serve a mighty God, why wouldn't we want other people to know about that? But if you serve a weak God, and are intimidated and scared by the response you might have being a follower of Christ, I'm telling you today, you serve a mighty God. And he's given you that salvation, and it's our job to share that with other people. And listen, I'm not saying being be the annoying person with all of that, but hey, open your mouth sometime. You know, just living the gospel and, and, and you know being an example, that's good, but at some point you got to, You've got to open your mouth and tell of the mighty God that you serve. Who's going to be there because of you? And so this Christmas, let the reminder be for you that this precious baby that was sent is the mighty God. He was sent and he is sending you, all of us, to continue his work on earth so that one day every nation has the opportunity to bow and worship to him. So easy to focus on the little baby and the miracle, of all, and that's wonderful too. But let it be a reminder this year that that's just the beginning and that the end result is that Jesus had a purpose when he came to save mankind, to bring people into worship with him. And so today, as we wrap up, we're going to commission Beth Ann to God's work in Estonia. So Beth Ann and others that are here, would you come on up? Let me grab a chair real quick. Pardon my sniffles. So don't sit down quite yet, Beth Ann, but so come on over here. There should be a mic coming up. Tyson's got it. But uh, Beth Ann uh, has been working on this a little more than a year now, right? Sorry. (laughs) 
You guys can come on over, just get close. So you've been working on this a little more than a year now, as far as uh, moving towards missionary service in Estonia, correct? Yes. So again, we're very excited about what God's doing in her life. And as a church, we have the opportunity to be her support base, her support network, and her sending organization. Now look, we like to say that we're sending her. God is sending her. And we're just in partnership with all of that. But we have an important role in that partnership. And uh, for us to be behind her as one of our own, she's homegrown with us uh, for the last one. Good night, eight years? Seven years? I don't know. A long time. Long time. <laughs> many, many moons. And um, so it's our role. It's our job to be that support network for her. So, Bethany, give us a quick little update before we pray for you. Where are you at right now? Where are you at on support? What's your timeline? Um, she doesn't have her tickets booked yet, but we didn't know exactly when she was going to be back in town. So this was the time we wanted to, to do the commissioning for her. So give us a quick little update. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to all of you guys for all that you're doing as a church and all that you're doing as individuals to pray for me and support me and partner with me financially, um, especially those of you that are monthly partners, because that's what gets me to the field and helps keep me on the field. Um, I gave up my career as an educator and working for DPS, and um, that was kind of scary. And so now I'm building my partners so I can move forward. And I'm really, really close. I'm at 85%. And as soon as I get to 100%, that's when I can book my one-way flight to Estonia. (laughs) And that will be awesome. So I just wanted to give you guys one more opportunity. I'm here today. I have a table in the back. And if you're not already partnered with me, um, this is a chance for you to be a part of the Great Commission, a part of what God calls us to do. You you guys would be an extension of my ministry in Estonia. I can't go on my own. And so I would love to have a few more monthly partners. I need about another $900 a month in monthly partners, and that's what will get me to 100%. So that could be like nine people at $100 or... 18 at 50 or whatever. She's good at this. She's very good at this. Well, a lot of people ask, like, what does that mean, 100%? And so um, just wanted to put it out there. And I don't want to be that annoying person, but I want to provide an opportunity for you. And I don't want you to feel any pressure because I know if God's gotten me 85%, I think he can probably do another 15. So hopefully I'll be there soon. Um, Thank you for your prayers and thank you for all that you guys are doing for me and have done for me. And um, please continue to pray. I need lots of prayer. So thank you. Thank you so much, Bethann. And here, have a seat. And uh, man, you have not because you ask not. And we're glad that you're asking. We want to be that with you. Uh, and so I would encourage that as well. Uh, so real quick, um, you know, we talked about being sent. And Jesus said, uh, John 20, 21, uh, and again, he said, peace be with you. He's talking to his disciples. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And today we still believe that Jesus means that for each of his followers, especially for you today, uh, that Jesus is now sending you. And so we acknowledge your call to missionary service. We, uh, we celebrate God's calling in your life. We affirm and support your mission to share the gospel with the children, youth, and young adults in Estonia. And as a church, our commitment, financial support, we, we are supporting her as a church and many individuals supporting her. Prayer support, we want to be lifting her up and her needs in prayer. Uh, she's got a great way to get on a prayer list to keep updated on those things. Emotional support. It gets lonely sometimes. And I hear really lonely in Estonia during the winter, things like that. So, uh, you know, just to be that person that every now and then sends that reminder, that Facebook message, that uh, note, that email, that says, hey, think about you praying for you. 
Um, it's really great. Uh, we, we plan to go visit you as we do in Estonia already and, and see the things that are going on there with your ministry and helping out, being a part of your ministry support too. So, uh, But like all of our missionaries, Bethany, you're an extension of our church. And it's, it's, this is the church fulfilling its calling to go into all the nations and share the gospel. It is our role. It is our responsibility. And if every church takes it seriously, if every believer takes it seriously, that's when we see every tribe, nation, tongue, language group represented in heaven. So we've asked some people to share. We've got our, some of our elders and staff up here today, and we've asked three people to, sh- uh, to pray for you today, uh, Tyson um, and Shannon over here and uh, Melissa. You make it up there, Melissa. So we'll go to Tyson, Melissa, and Shannon, and then I'll close this out as we commission Beth in. All right, would you guys come? We'll lay a hand on her. All right, let's join with us. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for... Uh, God, who you are, that you are the sovereign God in that time. Lord, there's nothing um, that doesn't happen without you orchestrating it in your sovereign plan. Uh, God, we are grateful for um, Jesus. Lord, as we celebrate this time of year and what it means that if Jesus did not come, he would not have gone to the cross. And we are grateful for that. But, Lord, as that example, as you sent Jesus into this world, that, uh, that missionary example, Lord, here we are this morning uh, sending one of our own. Um, just like you love the world, you sent your son. So, God, we th- we're grateful for that because we are uh, the product of, um, of saved souls, of people going and sending and going where there's no worship. And, uh, Lord, we thank you for that. We praise you. And this morning I pray for Beth Ann, Lord, who is just submitting to this calling, that her desire and her heart is to go to a place where people don't know you. Um, God, thank you for this calling. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to make this calling sure and steadfast in her life, that she would be resolved upon this. And in those moments where maybe it does feel uh, uh, dark and alone uh, on the field, God, make her mindful of your presence, of your sovereign plan, that you are God who has specifically placed her in Estonia for this time, for this place. Um, Lord, demonstrate that for her in her life. And God, just as she shared just a moment ago, that uh, just lacking a little bit of support, we pray, God, that you would be her provider and that you would uh, um, bring that to completion. Uh, Lord, make all those those necessary requirements come to fruition. And we pray that, Lord, for all the details and the moving and the adjustments and all those things that come with uh, something of this magnitude, I pray that you would uh, make her path straight, that you would go before, that she would have favor. And, Lord, when she gets there, I I pray that you would bless her with uh, wisdom and discernment and insight for those opportunities you present. I know Estonia is a a difficult country and those who are just turned off to Christianity as a whole. But I pray, Lord, for those opportunities that uh, whatever Beth Ann puts her hand to, she would have favor. God, that she would have some insight in how to, to share your truth in those unique ways. So, Lord, I pray for your perfect peace to rest upon her, that you would be with her, that you would get her there. I pray for her parents and those friends, us back in the States. Um, Lord, for that same peace, that it would be with us as well, uh, with Beth Ann being so far away. God, you are a gracious God, and we love you. And uh, we just thank you so much for the calling. Thank you so much um, uh, for not only calling Beth Ann, but equipping her for this ministry. We give you the praise and all the glory. We pray this in the wonderful and beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Mighty God, we just thank you today just that we are able to um, stand before you and commission and send forth this, this beautiful woman here, Beth Ann, Lord. I just pray that 
you would just be with every step of the way that she has left um, on this journey to get to Estonia, just to get there, Lord. You have prepared her and inspired all of us in the process uh, just from watching what you have done and the ways that you have provided for her, Lord. And so we know, we know that you are a mighty God and that you will um, just continue this journey for her. She has 85% so far, and Lord, we know that you will provide for the rest of that for her. And God, we just um, just pray for those of us uh, that are here to support her through prayer, Lord, that we would be faithful in doing that, and that we would just lift her up uh, daily, and that we would just comfort her uh, here from the states. And when, like we were talking about before, just having some dark times or you know harder times, Lord, that she would reach out to us and we would reach out to you, Lord, uh, and lift her up in prayer. Um, God, I just thank you for all that she is willing to do and that just that she embodies uh, the commission, you know, uh, just it's amazing. Um, and I just pray, Lord, right now that you would just continue to just bless her and just give her peace and comfort um, in, during this time and confidence in knowing that you are always with her and that you love her so much and that you love these people that she is going to be reaching in Estonia in this dark place, Lord. And she knows that, and she is just, I know she's so ready for this. It's just great. And I just thank you so much for her and who she is. Our dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Beth Ann and It has been a real joy to get to know her, and I'm so thankful for her and for the work that she's done here at SFC with the youth group and in other areas. Um, She's been a blessing to our church, and now we get to send her off into the world and to Estonia to be a blessing to those there that are are living in in a dark place. And I'm excited to see what you're going to do through her and um, to watch her joy bubble and overflow onto them and and to be a light into a dark area. Um, I pray that you will use her as a tool to do your work um, and as a vessel that you can fill so that she can overflow and reach others and be a blessing to them as she has been to us. Um, I'm just so thankful for her, Lord, and I pray that you will continue to provide for her and that you will Um, provide that last 15% that she needs to buy that one-way ticket. And um, just just keep your hand on her and keep your your Holy Spirit guiding her and filling her to overflowing. I thank you for Beth Ann and uh, lead her on your path. In the name of Jesus.